Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one. I am LeVar, so glad to be with you on this Friday night, October 15th, already at the midway point of October. Um, and if you're looking for Halloween stuff, yeah, it's right. It's pretty much now in the um, discount aisle and the Christmas stuff there. So, hey, I guess we will start Christmas music here next week. Um, <laughs> but, uh, God. I'm Right. Uh, of course, always joined by my wonderful friend who is the birthday girl this week. Mary, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm, you know, one more year younger slash older. <laughs> well, you know, I always say how you think. And um, I don't know. I I don't feel like my age. That's a weird thing. And it's like, you know, when you can remember back to different landmark birthdays and I don't, you know, you feel, of course, older than 2021 (laughs) because you can't, you can't live that life anymore, but you don't feel, Mm -hmm. you reach certain plateaus, you don't feel it. And yeah, I don't know. I I don't really feel my age. And even, Getting older here within the next few months, I I, I I have taken from the playbook of Jack Benny, and I stopped at 39, and that is where it shall be. <laughs> Not going any further, but <laughs> you're 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 as young as you feel. Um, but we're coming up on Halloween. Have you start to see pretty much like less Halloween stuff and more Christmas stuff? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's like you got to get the Halloween stuff in August so that you can have stuff for Halloween. I, I just I don't understand the prepping that early. There was a time when you could get stuff in October. It was. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, do you? Oh, well, you know, I forgot to ask you. Do you know what you're going to be dressing up as for Halloween this year? Yes. Oh, made a decision. Made a decision. Is this something outside the box, or is this something that is, I guess, newsy current and vintage? Uh, no, it's older. It's um, it's from Kill Bill. So I'm going to be Go-Go Yubari for Halloween. <laughs> Here's the bad part. And then here. you're going to go. Who is Go-Go Yubari? <laughs> Here's the weird thing. I've never seen Kill Bill. 
I know you haven't. I know Uma Thurman's in it. Uh, yeah, but I've never seen. <laughs> I'm not Uma Thurman's character. How's that? That's the bride. <laughs> um, at one point, no spoil. Okay, wait. Time out. Let's back this up. Spoiler alert. Um, at one point, the bride, Uma Thurman, um, fights against a group of samurai question mark I don't know what they are exactly but they're you know the people that have swords and dress up in very traditionally Chinese or Japanese well kimono's Japanese so Japanese attire okay. very Asian attire right? um, one of them mm-hmm. is Lucy Liu and then there's a younger girl I don't remember I don't know her name as an actress it's not somebody that I know very well Lucy Liu is like the head chick with the sword, and then the younger girl, that would be Oren, and then the younger girl is um, Gogo, and she is like dressed in plaid skirt, knee-high socks, but then she wields a chain with the spiked ball on the end. Oh. That's who I'm going to be. Ooh. Ooh. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, hey, I, I, I have to Google it. Um, and you said it's Go Go Atari. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably get you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it will if I do, if I Google Go Go Atari. <laughs> yeah, Google will go. You idiot! This is what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Google has that, you know, that subtle way. I mean, did you mean this? <laughs> yeah, we pulled. Yeah, the uh, we pulled the searches for this. Is this what you meant? <laughs> it's like right. You automatically. Think, Thanks, Google. Yes, Thanks, it's Google's Google. way of saying. Yes, it's Google's way of saying oh. that you not only are an idiot, but you typed it wrong. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so um, now this is where I could say, "Hey Google, make sure you listen to or hey Google, set a reminder for every Friday night for our podcast." Now everybody's Googles are going to go off. There you go. Or ask Siri or ask someone else. <laughs> please uh, Hey Siri. Please set a reminder Friday night podcast. <laughs> Page 1 with Lavarberry. So, so, so we have no the Google is I forgot which one that is. It's just Google, right? Or is it? Uh, yeah, that's Hey Google. Oh, okay, it's not like Google Home or whatever it is. But um, no. Sirius for Apple. I don't I don't know what else is out there. There's like a ton of other stuff. I'm behind on it. I don't even use any of it. I have Siri, but I barely have ever summoned Siri unless I just really need to. <laughs> So you've got hey Alexa, you got Alexa, set a oh, yes, reminder Alexa, for every Friday. Mm-hmm. Alexa is one for Amazon, um, and then you've got Bixby for your Android. Okay. Yep. Tech so, Hey Google, Alexa. Yep. There you go. <laughs> uh, yes. Tech Minute brought to you by Radio Shack. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> pick up your Tandy computer. <laughs> your Tandy? Oh, we're going old school. 
Yeah, we're going old, we're going old school. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, you can pick up also your your CD-ROM for AOL and get your ten free hours in. <laughs> right. I wonder how many of those are still out there. I'm pretty sure they're all in a waste dump somewhere and not breaking down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody too has one in a junk drawer somewhere and just never took it out or it's sitting in somebody's box somewhere, you know, from many right. different moves. I'll use this leader. <laughs> you know what? I'm pretty sure if you go on eBay, you will probably find some people selling them. Um, <laughs> I'm inclined to search now while we're on the air. And actually, I'm actually going to do that. So AOL CD, um, <laughs> you go to uh, eBay, and I'll look that up. There are actually some for sale. Someone has a lot of five vintage AOL America Online Platinum Internet uh, CD disc, 1,000 hours new, for nine ninety five. Um, <laughs> someone also has a lot of 15 vintage AOL, MSN, AT&T, Prodigy Disc for 10 bucks. Uh, 9.0 AOL is running for about $19.20. So, yes, you can still find some online. Um, Will they actually honor that if you actually plug that in and try and use it? I don't know. That's, That's the question. Will they? They should. They should. They should. Um, but I would think that over time, though, that the um, because of the upgrades and capability, I'm not sure if that would work. Anybody out there that has an AOL CD and is about to pop one in, call and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just one quick note tonight for all of you. Bear with me because I'm still a little bit sick here. Uh, so occasionally, um, if my voice sounds a little bit off or if I have to stop and cough because I don't have the cough button, I can pause myself. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> still got a little bit of a cough going on here, but that is acceptable when you have pneumonia. Um getting done week by week, and um, hopefully there will be a point where I won't have to give this fair warning to you all. The only reason I haven't yet is because I've been trying to take the precautions and the meds <laughs> um, and also to have nearby, if you see my desk, a ton of things in which hopefully I don't cough or go into a coughing spasm while I'm talking to you. So, um, tonight on the show, uh, we'll have the almanac coming up here shortly. Um, also, uh, no retro moment of the week, but I will kind of go deep into the um, uh, history of for today. Something special happened on this date. We'll talk about it here uh, coming up in a few minutes. Uh, we'll also have some topics tonight. Then the return tonight of yay or nay. I did not tell Mary that. Uh, we've got <laughs> some interesting things for you. Those are the best times. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so we got some interesting things up at our yay or day tonight, but um, I won't give them away. We won't talk about them until we actually talk about them. Um, but as we said, today is October 15th. So today is actually uh, quite a few things. According to the calendar, it is Boss's Day actually today. Uh, mm-hmm. It's annually October 16th unless it falls on a weekend, and it's the closest work day, which would be today. Uh, the third Friday in October is National uh, Mammography Day. Uh, it is also National White Cane Safety Day, uh, National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day, uh, National Latino AIDS Awareness Day, uh, National Grouch Day. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll kind of give you a backstory of that in a second. It is National Cheese Curd Day, uh, National Shawarma Day, uh, National Estition Day, and today, actually, and I was going to talk about this in our almanac moment coming up here uh, in a few moments, it is National I Love Lucy Day uh, today. National uh, Grouch Day, by the way, which is today, sends out notices to all the grouches of the world to be their truest grouch. If you are a grouch, today is your special day. According to Sesame Street Magazine, the day celebrates all grouches in their way of life. Uh Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a grouch as a person who complains frequently or constantly and is a habitually irritable or complaining person. Uh, (laughs) So um, the Sesame Street-inspired holiday has been celebrated since at least 1976 and celebrates the grouch's way of life. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Tomorrow is National Sports Day. It is National Liqueur Day. National Dictionary Day is also tomorrow. Global Cat Day. Uh, Department Store Day. Do you also know what is also tomorrow? It's going to spark a lot of arguments among traditionalists. The third Saturday in October, it is National Sweetest Day, which is tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> used to be in September. Uh, yeah, now it's October, third Saturday in October, National Sweetest Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday is Black Poetry Day. It is also National Pasta Day, National Mulligan Day, and National Edge Day. Uh, it promotes a movement of youth refraining from using alcohol, tobacco, and other recreational drugs. Uh, as part of the straight edge movement, teens and young adults pledge to live a clean lifestyle. Many who follow the movement also abstain from recreational sex and unhealthy food choices. Uh, that's kind of asking for too much. But National Edge Day is actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up throughout the week. Uh, Monday uh, is International Legging Day, uh, National Chocolate Cupcake Day, National No Beard Day. Uh, National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. And then on Tuesday, National Seafood Bisque Day, uh, National LGBT Center Awareness Day, uh, National Pharmacy Tech Day, and then uh, Wednesday, National Chicken and Waffles Day. <laughs> uh, it Waffles. is also, yeah, uh, 
support your local chamber of commerce day. And also on that day, uh, it is uh, broad day. Last week we had no broad day. Broad day, which is breast reconstruction awareness day is observed on the third Wednesday in October. Uh, and it is pretty much recognizing the day by supporting something you love who's facing a decision after a mastectomy. Uh, of course, you can offer support and listen and help them formulate their questions for the doctor. And uh, that's what Broad Day USA is standing for. It started in 2011 on the event extended to the U.S. in 2012. Uh, so that is next Wednesday. And then on next Thursday, it is uh, next, I think that was correct. I don't want to go too far here. But it is uh, Get to Know Your Customers Day, National Get Smart About Credit Day, uh, also Reptile Awareness Day, Pumpkin Cheesecake Day, and Witch Hazel Day. <laughs> so, much stuff coming up here. Uh, but uh, those are the things that are on the almanac uh, that we're looking at. Uh, but one of the stories here that we were looking at every once in a while, and I know we've talked about this, and I, and I want to explain before we even go into the story, because we, we want to talk about it, but at the same time, you cannot find more than two people who are supportive of, of anything that has to do with those who are trying to live a gender-neutral uh, lifestyle. Uh, this story comes out of California, and it, and it makes me wonder if it is something that will eventually catch. And I think the reason I want to talk about it tonight is because it's interesting in itself. Of course, with California being a large state, um, they are now the first state in the country to require a gender-neutral children's section at large retailers. The new law requires stores with 500 or more employees to sell some of their toys or child care products, such as toothbrushes, outside of traditional boys' and girls' sections. It does not outlaw traditional boys' and girls' sections or include clothing. Uh, the move is being hailed as a win for LGBTQ advocates who say that traditional marketing methods pressure children to conform to gender stereotypes. Um, as quoted, one child advocate states that kids have these uh, years to figure out who they are and their gender identity. These years are hard enough without boys and girls sections trying to conform their heart in a little box. Voices on both sides of the fight spoke out at a judiciary committee meeting earlier this year. Uh, Republicans and conservative groups in opposition see the move as another example of government overreach. And one person said a customer's subjective experience of feeling uncomfortable with the store's layout would subject the store to uh, a lot of penalties and fines. The large retailers have until 2024 to implement the change or face fines up to $500. On Monday, Lego also pledged to remove gender bias from its toys after a report found that 71% of boys feared that they would be ridiculed if they played with, quote, girls' toys. Now, in 2015, Target announced it would stop using some gender-specific signs inside its almost 2,000 stores. So I guess the question tonight uh, I, I, I guess I'm out of touch, but I, I did not know and I was not aware that this was an issue with younger children and 
because you know, for years we grew up in you had the boys section, girls section. Toys R Us, it was all Barbie dolls and dolls down one end. And you know, as a young lad, you really didn't travel down that aisle. You went to the one where the GI Joes and the He-Man were at. And I don't think it was really broken up into boys or girls. Um, but I know as far as stores, you know, stores label things, and it's not because they're insensitive, but that's just the way that it's been. And now we have stores that some state mandates are saying, hey, especially with California, is that we don't want to do that anymore. Take the signs down in regards to pretty much labeling it something. And now it is becoming a wave of a lot of stores doing this. Um, I know other sides will say, hey, but that's the way it's always been. We really don't see an issue. If it's boys and girls, I guess my thing is is that even if it was labeled, um, would it make any difference taking the science down or should it be left for that child to decide if they still want to go into, quote, a girl's section, you can, or if you want to go into a boy's section, you can as well because some do that now. But is it government overreach by asking stores to not have these signs, or is it a step in the right direction towards uh, gender equality? You're going to hate my answer, which is yes. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing they're taking down the signs because there's things that are labeled as um, for little girls or for little boys or for girls or boys, you know, whatever, um, that don't need to be labeled, like toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, really? It's a toothbrush. You get your kid a toothbrush, it, it, it's purple, green, blue, orange, red, whatever color you want it to be, clear. It's got a character on it that you like. It doesn't have a character on it that you like. I don't care. There's no, there's no, like, this is just for girls. There's, part of that needs to stop. But, I don't think it should be a mandate. I don't think that it should be, it feels like companies are being forced to do the right thing. So there, there, there's a level of, it's a good thing that it's happening. It's a bad thing that it had to be, you will do this because I'm mandating you to do so. It should have just been done, you know? I, I guess that's right. where I'm at. It, it, the gov, there is government overstepping, but I think they overstepped because nobody else was willing to pull the trigger. They didn't want to be the first one to crack the egg. And it's like, just do it. It's, just take down the sign. If you want to have a boys section, fine, have a boys section. If you want to have a girls section, have a girls section. And then you can have gender neutral section. Yay! Or even better, just don't label the sections. Boys will go to the things that they want to go to. Girls will go to the things that they want to go to. And gender neutral people will go to the gender neutral stuff that they want to go to. Or even better, they'll go to the either boy or girl thing that they want to play with. 
I don't I don't think that you need to have my kiddo currently and we're still you know, she's still young. She used to only want to play with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs, dragons, swords, and I was fine with that. I, are you kidding? I loved it. I thought it was great. There were days when she wanted to play with bubbles and dolls and ribbons, and that was fine too. When we went into the toy store, we didn't avoid a section. We went to every corner to find what she liked, and that changed over time just like people change over time, and that's Mm -hmm. what should happen. There should not have to be that's boys, that's girls, that's where you stay. Just take down those stuff, and people will go to what they'll gravitate to what they like. I just don't think right. that it should have been the government, but I understand why they did it. So, yes to both. It is overreaching. However, it is a good thing. Right. I, I agree with you. You know, it, it's one of those things where uh, we have come to a point in society where, you know, there are a lot of things in which people – may feel pressured to do or to be because of it, it's kind of as we grow, the thing that we have to learn is that when we grow, we can't, st- and this is, this is, follow with me on this. As we grow, we can't stop growing. We have to continue to grow just because you're growing and you thought you were growing. There are still things every day in which we have to open our eyes to. And I know a lot of people hate the term woke society. And a lot of people don't want to hear of things non-traditional. But the thing is, is that what makes this country great, what makes this is that when we are accepting of people's concerns as it relates to their own uh, mental uh, stability, and when we can knock down those barriers to where people can feel comfortable in their own skin, it is only better that those things occur. I'm glad that these stores are seeing that and they're starting to do that. It kind of almost is the same way that I felt when we were talking about, uh, you know, companies changing uh, the look of their products, such as the you know, the Uncle Ben's or the, the other things, because while that was something that people wanted for a very long time, it didn't happen until you kind of felt that the companies were forced to do it. And you're like, I wish you could have did this before. Um, I'm going to be interested in seeing how companies now react to it happening because the state is asking you to and putting fine on, it would have been nice if companies had been more forward-thinking and started doing it on their own than the government having to step in and say, hey, we kind of need you to start doing this. I I hope that other companies over time pretty much will say, hey, you know what? We already see it. We know. We are aware. And we're going to start doing it even without you asking us to do it. Um, It's what's called progress. And I'm happy to see that it's occurring. As you always say, 
get a little nervous when the government started asking you to do certain things because uh, you don't want to get to that point. But if the start of that is something in which other people will start doing it without having to be asked or threats of fines, it's progress. So glad that that's going on. Uh, retro moment of the week tonight. Um, here's the thing. Uh, we've had some issues lately uh, to trying to – I had some retro moments this week. For some odd reason, stuff's just not working. So we get to the additional point of the Almanac, and if you did not know, today is uh, Iowa Lucy Day, and there's a reason why, because it was on this date in 1951, October 15, 1951, I Love Lucy premiered on CBS. So that being said – you know, it, it's still being shown all these years later. Still. But a lot of people don't know the foundations originally of I Love Lucy, uh, which kind of originally started, if you go back to the golden age of radio, um, a portion of it started on a radio program that Lucille Ball was on called My Favorite Husband which uh, she was on with Richard Denning. And when there were plans to take it to television, uh, Lucille Ball saw a great opportunity to work with her husband, Desi Arnaz. Much to the dismay of CBS, they were reluctant to cast him in the role of her husband because he was Cuban. Now think about that. Um, All these years ago, CBS executives didn't think that audiences would buy into a marriage between an all-American girl and a Latino man. So to prove them wrong, they developed a vaudeville act, which was written by her longtime uh, writers who pretty much were either on radio and on the show, and they performed in the New York's historic Ritz Theater with his orchestra. The act was a hit. It convinced the CBS executives that a ball Arnaz pairing would be worthwhile, and at the same time, NBC, ABC, and DuMont were showing interest in them. CBS was like, hey, we got to go ahead and sign them up. One other interesting note to that was that for a long time on her radio program, uh, Gail Gordon and B. Benadaret, who are well-known not only from radio but on TV, they were originally supposed to have the roles of Fred and Ethel Mertz, but neither could accept because they had previous commitments. Even though Gordon did eventually appear on the show in a few episodes of Ricky's Boss, and B. Benadere came on uh, in an episode uh, as well. And then also, Lucille Ball wanted Barbara Pepper, who later was Doris Zippel and Green Acres, to play Ethel. But because she had been drinking very heavily after the death of her husband, producers didn't want her. And then another one of her close friends, was also set, and that didn't happen. So in comes William Frawley and, of course, Vivian Vance. And the rest is television history. And there's so many different other things in regards to the show in which they were pretty much the first to do a lot of things, the first with an ensemble cast, the first to use different filming methods. And then, of course, if you did not know, the I Love Lucy theme song, also has lyrics. <laughs> um, it's not just a song that's here, um, but 
I Love Lucy song, which is sung by Desi Arnaz, was released at the B side <laughs> on a record. The A side was There's a Brand New Baby at Our House. And yes, <laughs> uh, there was also, there was also uh, the Wilton Place Street Band had a top 40 hit with a disco version of the theme, Disco Lucy, uh, not so long ago in 1977. So I Love Lucy lives on uh, all these years later. But we celebrate the anniversary of it, that show premiering today, October 15th, 1951. That is your almanac moment of the day. Um, I, I can't tell you, I grew up watching that show. And that's the funny thing is that for as many episodes, only six seasons, like six or seven seasons that the show was on. Um, and then, of course, it spawned. Um, you know, the hour-long Lucy Desi shows. And you think back, and the weird thing about that is that uh, Lucy really didn't get uh, – she got an Emmy for the show eventually. Uh, Vivian Vance was the first person to get an Emmy uh, for the show. But William Crawley and Desi Arnaz never got Emmys for the show. <laughs> Um, I grew up watching yeah. Lucy too, and and I, I like I was one of those people that like, I loved it because it was like my home life with uh, mixed race family, you know, the not necessarily uh, traditional at the time um, mm-hmm. marriage, you know. So it was really nice to, to it, for me. I loved it. I loved the fact that it was this vibrant redhead married to a Cuban. It didn't seem like it should work, and it always did, you know, in the weirdest possible way. It was great. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I Love Lucy lives on even after all these years. Uh, Historic in itself, and rightfully so. And that is, like I said, the almanac moment of the night. Like I said, unfortunately, no retro moment. Um, so we will continue on with the show. You're listening to page one with LaVar and Mary. Uh, LaVar, you just heard Mary. And so um, one of the other things that we wanted to talk about <clears throat> tonight on the show, um, an interesting thing that came out um, out of Cleveland is that you may wind up having to pay more for health insurance if you're not vaccinated against COVID-19. More employers and insurance companies are considering raising health insurance premiums for employees who choose to forego vaccination. Uh, Starting in November, Delta Airlines will charge unvaccinated employees an extra $200 a month for the company health care plan, citing the high cost of COVID hospitalizations. Uh, It's similar to what already occurs with smokers, according to Tom Campanella, who's a healthcare executive and resident at Baldwin-Wallace University. Vaccinated Americans are at a higher risk to develop severe cases of the virus. Ohio Department of Health data shows that unvaccinated Ohioans accounted for more than 96% of hospitalizations for COVID-19 in 2021. Uh, The average hospital amount uh, across the U.S. ranges from 34,662 for people 23 to 30 to over 45,000 for people ages 51 to 60. And the Kaiser Kaiser Family Foundation report estimates that preventable hospitalizations for COVID on unvaccinated Americans cost the healthcare system nearly $6 billion between June and August. 
and they say it all winds up getting back into premium somehow, somebody has to pay the cost. So um, I had a feeling that eventually we would get to this point because now healthcare companies pretty much are like, hey, for a while we weren't having to really pay out a lot in regards to premiums unless it was just some regular sickness. But now because of a pandemic, we're paying out a lot. Somebody's got to pay for this. Is it, I guess it, <laughs> I'm going to be careful with how I phrase this question, but are you surprised? It is it right at this point that now non-vaccinated people are going to be pretty much like cigarette smokers when it comes to insurance? Okay. I'm not surprised. Let's start with that. I'm not surprised. It was one of those things that you kind of knew was going to end up happening with as much pressure as people and specific groups were putting on other people to either get vaccinated or, you know, be vaccinated. Pick, pick, take your pick, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. Is it right that they're being treated like smokers? I mean, as an ex-smoker, I I wish I could say no, but I kind of I kind of agree. Like somebody, if you're going to be making a uh, see, this is really where it gets to be tough. I got to be careful. With smoking, it's an easier it's. It's an easier way for me to say for smoking, you made the choice mm-hmm. to do something that was detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. Whereas with COVID-19, you made the choice to put others' lives at risk. Not saying that you're the, the cause of an issue, but just that that's an at-risk thing. Um, and that's a hard one. So, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think you probably think the one... same thing I am. Yeah, it's just kind of like as bad as you want to say. Hey, well, you know, lifestyle choice. It's the same thing. It's it's getting to start to be the same thing as a smoker. Like, hey, you know, I know I don't have to smoke, but I'll go ahead and take a chance of smoking and the risk that it involves. Just as the same thing now with this and those who are like, hey, I'm healthy. I think that if it happens to me, I think I you know, could pretty much beat it. So I'll take that risk. But then when that risk does occur, here we are now, and now we're hospitalized. Just as it is with smokers, where for years people were telling people, hey, don't smoke. And if you smoke, this is what's going to happen. And people still smoked, and they took that risk. And, you know, when you gamble and take a risk with something that a lot of people deem that can be avoided or avoidable if you take the steps to not get to that risk, now you're a drain on us. So we're pretty much at this point, you know, as an insurance company and what insurance companies will do, and I will tell you from experience because I worked in the insurance industry, uh, the insurance industry 
as you know as bad as people who put it up there with lawyers and with anything else you got to remember at the end of the day they have to protect their interests and if you are not doing the steps to be well and if a ton of people are doing the same thing and it is being a drag on the system then yes eventually the insurance company is now going to say hey just like with smoking, which was a controversial thing even when it started with that, because I could tell you, I, there were times when I would do health insurance, and we calculate up everything, and then we the last question on the form, the last question used to always be, are you a smoker? And if your premium at that point, when we were calculated, was like 40 bucks a month, good plan through, you know, our system. And as soon as people would be like, yeah, I'm a smoker, it would go up to almost close to 200 bucks. And the thing is, is that as a smoker, the insurance company saw you as a risk. And if you are a risk, then that's what's going to occur. Um, as things still develop with this, um, with this, with the uh, pandemic, and what's going on, it's going to get to more and more of insurance companies saying, hey, if you don't do the steps to make sure you're not long-term hospitalized, you're now pulling on the health insurance plans for all of us. So, yeah, we're going to start to recoup what we need to recoup. It is rare when it is something like this. It's a new era because I know a lot of people are going to say, well, if you're going to do it with COVID, why didn't you do it with those who didn't get flu vaccinations? Why didn't you do it with those who didn't get pneumonia shots? Why didn't you get it with those who did this? It was different because those numbers weren't high. These numbers are outrageously high. And insurance companies now, if you are a drag on a system when you don't have to be, they are going to recoup their money one way or another. So it's not shocking. It is surprising that the timing of it is now. I would have thought it would have been within the next year or two, as this still is something that's being, you know, studied about. Obviously, are reaching a strain on paying out on hospitalizations that might have been avoided. So this is what we're seeing now, and it's not shocking. So, yeah. Uh, insurance companies I'm kind of on the 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 method of you know they're going to do what they're going to do because it's insurance companies not much you can do about it unless you got 10 million dollars in the bank you don't need insurance <laughs> so right we all need insurance so in the meantime if insurance companies think that we're being a risk of ourselves just like with smoking the same as with this there's nothing really you can do about it. You can hem and haw about it, but they have every right as an insurance company that's paying out premiums or paying out for your hospitalization to say, hey, you probably could have avoided this if you had done this, 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 and that. And now we're going to probably charge you a little bit more if you're not taking the steps, just like with smoking, to avoid these things. And this is what we've got. So... 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have did you have your thought on it now? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it's it's a very it's a slippery slope complicated. Right now. It's it's yeah. a complicated thing because there's there's the level of yeah, you're paying for the insurance, so they should you know they eventually need to pay out. But then there's also insurance companies are in business to make money as well. They're not there to just pay out premiums. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if you don't know that by now, I'm sorry that I'm shocking you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange juxtaposition of, I get it. I understand it. Is it right? I don't know. Because then you open up that Pandora's box of, but what about those people that didn't get flu shots or, Right. You know, don't, because that's a flu yeah. shot. That that's a that's it's a booster. It's it's it, they're taking a risk. Um, but yeah. Do, like I said, the insurance company. Hospital like this. Yeah, and, and like I said, the insurance company. I think only because the numbers right now are so high in regards to COVID hospitalizations, the insurance company is going to come back with the rationale that hey, in the last ten fifteen years, we haven't had all these hospitalizations for uh, uh, flu, you know, you might have like thousands a year compared to the hundreds of thousands in the last year or two because of COVID. And they're going to say the numbers for those, you know, are minuscule and doesn't really affect the whole grouping for insurance as compared to everybody that's in insurance and is suffering from COVID right now. And I know there's going to have people on the argument front that say, well, how do we know it's COVID-related? Or how do we know it's this? Right now, whether you like it or not, the thing is is that everything right now, because of the new uh, symptoms and everything that's occurring, a big chunk of it is going to be COVID-related. And, you know, you still may have your traditional people who have pneumonia or the flu. But the larger thing right now that's out there is COVID. And when it gets set as that, the insurance company is going to say, if you had an opportunity to not really get it that bad and get hospitalized for about three weeks, <laughs> yeah, we're going to start charging the group who did not take those precautions just like smoking. And that's where we're at now. Uh, but uh it's something that we'll definitely keep an eye on because it's it's going to happen more and more, and I would not be shocked in the next year or so as an insurance company set their pricing and everything else that that's going to be pretty much uh, a sticking point uh, with the big companies because as one company goes, the other companies go. And if it starts at Blue Cross, mm-hmm. it's going to go with, and with every other company, and it's just going to be a matter of time. Um, but trending tonight on Twitter, uh, quite a few things. Um, it's a night of wrestling in which uh, we've got AEW and SmackDown, which is trending. Um, also, Beyonce is trending. Uh, the reason why, uh, and I saw it this evening shortly before coming on the air, uh, but Beyonce posted a ton of new photos of herself on Instagram. And uh, people have been talking about that. 
Um, and then also the WNBA finals are trending right now. I will tell you as a fan, a Chicago Sky fan, um, it's tough for me to watch <laughs> Uh, because I get really nervous and I want them to win and I want them to pick this series and I'm hoping by next Friday night when we talk that they will be the WNBA champions. I'm like one of those nervous people where it is, uh, I need some good news, so we need the Sky to win here. Um, also, uh, trending tonight, uh, Halloween Kills, as the reviews are in for the new horror movie, Halloween Kills. Uh, Hooters is trending tonight. The reason why that some Hooters servers are now on TikTok saying that their new uniforms are too short. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yes. Uh, they aren't happy with the new uniforms that they say are even more skimpy. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a little bit of discomfort of... Uh, with the new uh, Hooters uniform. So, yeah, that is uh, what's also going on there. Also, uh, trending tonight, uh, a lot of the WNBA is trending tonight, which I'm happy that that is. Uh, But Michael Caine is trending tonight. Actor Michael Caine, uh, who announced that he is now retiring from acting after his new movie, Best Sellers. Um, Michael Caine is 88. So, of course, you know, at that point, hey, you know, he's done a lot in his career. I was reading uh, some stats uh, on all the movies over 60 years, 130-plus films, two Academy Awards. These films have grossed over $7.8 billion at the box office. So Michael Caine retiring um, from acting. So I would try and do my best Michael Caine impersonation, <laughs> but I will save you uh, <laughs> that uh, that issue. Um, and then actress Katie Seagal uh, is trending tonight as well. Uh, doctors state that she's going to be fine after she was hit by a car in L.A. Um, and she's crossing the street, but they say that she is going to be okay. Uh, she does have some slight injuries, but... Uh, she is also trending uh, tonight as well. So, um, yeah, um, that is a few of the things. If you are on Twitter tonight, um, that is trending. Uh, one of the things mm-hmm. that's trending also on <laughs> on Twitter is hashtag the Ouija board spelled. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you are on Twitter, uh, that is, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Ouija board spelled, which is has some funny things coming back tonight. Uh, you can go and you can read all of the responses from that on Twitter. Uh, before we get to yay or nay, uh, there was one other story that I read that was quite interesting, and it involves Wayne Booth. And he has stated that he will be helping his ex-wife, Mandy Takeda, and her boyfriend, Jason Fordham, raise their baby boy, Sonny. Uh, He shared an Instagram video last month. He said he's going to dunkle 
which is a cross between daddy and uncle, because I plan on being around and doing all that stuff. Uh, Brady and Takeda, an actor and yoga instructor, share 18-year-old daughter, uh, Miley, uh, the former couple who split in 2006 after seven years of marriage, made headlines last year when Brady announced he was quarantining with uh, her and her boyfriend. And he said it, they say it takes a village to raise a child. They're right. And he says that all children will know is love. If that's what you showed him, I'm honored to be in life uh, in his life as Dunkel. Uh, and he loves Mandy and Jason, including him in their journey. And uh, they welcome their son through adoption. And, he is making one pretty much a co-parenting role. Uh, he says co-parenting is messy. It's not perfect. Fight. Sometimes you don't want to talk to each other. Sometimes it's easier. You don't live with each other. It can be hell. But uh, she also added that they did okay. He said that's what love is, sticking it out because you love each other and you want to pass that on to your little one. Well, this is all well and good. You know, kind of... I mean, God bless, God bless if he wants to help his child. But to me, it's almost kind of like confusion for the poor child. It's almost like you being will. It almost kind of seems a little bit awkward, perhaps. Am I wrong? I mean, I think so. I think you're I mean, wrong. If you think- I would love for you I would I would love that and I'm not saying that um my kid my kiddo's dad was part of her life but I like I part of me wishes that that role would have been a much more substantial think about if you were with someone else and you guys adopted a child would you want your ex coming in and being the third parent <laughs> If that was something that they agreed on, yes. Like, if that was something I agreed on, absolutely. What's wrong with having more love in the world? I'm wrong with it, but I just kind of think that, you know, if I'm the other guy, <laughs> because here's the other thing. If this, now I'm going to play the reverse role. If the situation were reversed and this guy's girlfriend wanted to come in and be the second mom, would you have an issue with that? The second mom to my child? Okay, so like I said, say if the situation were reversed, and instead of Wayne Brady coming in, say if it was this guy who he's currently with, Wayne Brady's ex, if his ex-girlfriend came in and said, I'm going to be a second mom slash auntie, and I'm also going to be a mom and help parent too. That would not be awkward? I, I mean, only it's only awkward to the people that cannot handle it. I, I think it. I think it's only awkward because we're not expecting something like that to happen in a no. society like today. <laughs> uh, uh, and and 100%, the society of today. I don't think that we're ready for something like that to be. However, if they're okay with it, and I'm I'm going with the. I don't think that it's not like he came in and said, "This is what I'm doing, and that's it." I'm sure there are there were plenty of discussions and talks before this is what I'm doing and that's it kind of thing happened. Um, the question came. It, I guess it's just that it's not a it's 
most people that end up as exes aren't on amicable <coughs> terms. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we automatically go. Like, it's oh, well, you're an ex for a reason. And sometimes, I mean, that's absolutely true. You're an ex for a reason. However, sometimes that reason is just we've realized we are not good as companions. We are better as co-parents, as gunkles, as, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it just comes down to because it's so not traditional that people get feel awkward about it. If everyone is on the same page, then by all means, I don't think it's going to cause issue with the child. The child, I think every child, if as long as you give very specific roles like he is, my, you know, like position of authority is at the same level as this adult, this adult, and this adult. Children are adaptable. Love is love is love with them. For some odd reason, I don't know. I see something happening as to where, because Wayne probably, I'm pretty sure Wayne has a little bit more money than daddy, and he pours a lot into it, this kid's going to probably feel a need to make a decision. Be like, oh, well, this is the guy that's pretty much pouring a lot into it. This is daddy. And it's going to cause a rift at some point. I, I wish them all well. I hope everything goes well. <clears throat> like you said, more love's needed in the world. But I think it's going to cause some type of confusion or it's going to be something where Wayne and his ex probably are like, this feels right. And the other guy gets squeezed out. <laughs> Something eventually has to give. And I don't think that it's going to three parent households. Somebody at some point is going to be like, uh, even though you're here doing that, uh, you really don't have a lot of say so in how this kind of goes. And then he's going to be like, well, since I'm here kind of helping out, I kind of do. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, it really is. If it's as an uncle, yes, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if he's there, quote, as the third parent, third wheel, I think eventually that guy who is there is going to want to make sure that uh, Wayne knows you may be here as a, quote, third parent, but you're only a third parent and honorary name only and not, quote, the technical third parent. (laughs) Something's going to be given at some point. I don't know if my uh, girlfriend's ex, if I got a kid and you're coming in pretty much to swoop in and be uh, third parent, just know your boundary. Don't overstep it. <laughs> you know, it's all well and good to be there, be in the kid's life, but don't think that you are, quote, parent number three. Because you're not. <laughs> so, hope it works out for you. Uh, I hope it works well. But I see something kind of happening down the line there. Anyway, um, we're at the top of the hour here. You're listening to page one. We've got yay or nay tonight. There's quite a few things here, yay or nay. And one of the things is that I don't tell Mary what the yay or nay is going to be. Uh, where's the fun in that if we study it ahead of time? <laughs> Um, but <laughs> five stories, hopefully we can get through these uh, kind of quickly, because one of the things 
was I think we talked about this before, but there was an article that came up recently, and it asked the question, is it safe to eat unwashed apples while apple picking? This is that time of year where a lot of people are going out and eating. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to fruit, are you a fruit washer or do you just eat the fruit as is? That depends on the fruit. Okay, now we're going to talk apples. Okay, uh, apples, no, unless they have obvious signs of mud, gross things on them. So this year, no, day, right? you're, it is okay not to wash your apple. Well, according to Food Network, <laughs> uh, if you uh, – <laughs> it is not safe to eat <laughs> – and the fine folks at Food Network are saying, no, you need to wash your apples. Uh, the short answer is no for a number of reasons, because unwashed fruit can have a significant number of pesticide residues and potentially harmful bacteria. Research has shown that foodborne causing microorganism uh, uh, listeria monocytin uh, genes is most prevalent at the stem and base of the apple, there's also the possibility that bird feces fell on the fruit, and sometimes it's not visible to the human eye. For this reason, many farms technically don't allow you to eat fruit on site and recommend you take the apples home and wash them properly. <laughs> um, I, grew also up, a I grew up in a small town. I ate them as they were. As, you know what? I probably eaten bird feces. <laughs> not proud of it. Probably have, though. <laughs> And they said that since apple picking is a popular activity, usually done in groups, it's also a possibility that other hands have touched the same fruit you're about to pick, further increasing your risk for contamination. Another thing to consider is that your hands should be properly washed before eating, which is a challenge when you're picking apples on a farm. <laughs> so, yes, uh, <laughs> I, am a, I am a fruit. Huh? <laughs> so what it comes down to is, I'm gross. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're <laughs> just saying you probably want to wash your fruit. <laughs> and um, I'm too old. Wait, you kill me off. I've already lived my life. I'm good. <laughs> uh, well, that yay and nay got off to a very interesting start. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I trust nothing now. You know, it used to be when you were growing up as a kid, you know, and I think I've told you before many times, I don't know if I shared it on the air, is that my aunt had a farm and had a plum tree. And, you know, there would be a few plums, you know, as you grow up as a kid, you're like, oh, you know, you see them in the bucket, you pretty much grab one, kind of dust it off on your shirt, and you pretty much eat it. You don't think much about it. And then I remember after a while, you are like, no, 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 we got to wash all that stuff first because it while he was on the ground where odd little animals got near it and anything else and then you didn't think about it to that point and you're like, Oh yeah, I get to pretty much wash all this stuff. Now there is nothing that doesn't come through here, any type of fruit and or vegetable that does not get washed. <laughs> right. So yes, including that right. bird invisible bird feces. That's oh, that's something. Um, another thing from the yay or nay here from that one 
is an interesting article from CNET, and it says that you can now legally buy someone's unclaimed mail. Uh, many Amazon and USPS packages that never make it to their destination can be bought online and in person, but you also still have to watch out for scams. Uh, when your Amazon and U.S. Postal Service packages never make it to your doorstep, you're likely wondering what happened that prevented you from getting your goods. Uh, while your first guess may be porch pirates, your items could have been lost in transit from one delivery truck to another or misplaced in a warehouse. And after months of going on claim, those packages can be auctioned off or end up for sale at local swap meets. Amazon typically refunds customers or replaces the missing items. A few TikTok creators have brought the idea of buying lost packages to light, posting videos of warehouses full of mystery items waiting to be unboxed, while some contain cheaper fare like socks. TikTokers have also unwrapped gift cards, Nike sneakers, and name brand purses. Uh, Postal service auctions put some of the items on display before purchase so you can have an idea of what you're getting. Um, If a postal service package hasn't been claimed within 90 days, it will likely be auctioned off on Dove Deals, a company that the U.S. Postal Service contracts with to sell unclaimed items. Items can be sold in lots rather than individually, so you may wind up with a bunch more stuff to sift through, resell, or donate. Uh, the website Liquidation lets you choose the company you're interested in buying more packages from, including Amazon, Target, Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot. Um, <laughs> They thing of buying packages that went undelivered. <laughs> um, am I weird that I kind of want to do that now? It's like I wish I knew about this sooner. But then I also <laughs> don't want to be the person whose package, unclaimed package, gets auctioned off. I like this is really awesome. But I don't want it to be me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want it to be me either. Uh, FedEx and UPS do not specify on their site what they do with their packages that go on claim, although some Reddit users say that uh, UPS does send the items to be auctioned. Um, and for legitimate sellers and resources, CNET recommends going through sanctioned unclaimed package auctions like Gov deals. Um, so, yeah, there are a uh, few ways, um, but they also say too, that because the one little uh, drawback is that depending on the size and weight of the items you get when you go to these uh, unclaimed things, the shipping to be upwards of $100. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the weird thing. I've thought about it for a while, and... I guess I'm okay with it. Um, I, I kind of am intrigued. <laughs> it's actually mm-hmm. almost like an outlet store. You know, it didn't go through. They probably got their money back. <laughs> so what's wrong with going to get something at a lesser deal or through an auction site? And if I have to get a few more different things, I could turn around and probably sell that too. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. which I'm going to yay on that one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see anything wrong with that. Um, at least I don't. Um, right. Also, uh, from yay or 
A meat market in Madison, Wisconsin, has created a fascinating new food by combining Halloween with Oktoberfest. It is a candy corn-filled bratwurst, and the mix also yeah. includes beer. <laughs> it also, like I said, includes beer. Um, they're called Spook Oktoberfest Brats, and they're described as slightly sweet and, quote, not scary at all. Um, yay or nay, candy nope. corn and beer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be no. I'm sorry. I was don't it, know if you caught that, but that would be no. Gross. Was it, was it the candy corn? Like, it was candy corn. You know it was, was the, the candy, candy corn. corn. You know me and Brats. Like, me and Brats are, like, tight. Like, I'm down with the brat, but no, oh, no, candy corn. You don't mix candy corn with brats. That's like, no. Do That's not so, ruin a so good was, food, people. So it was the candy corn that scared you away. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I've had, like, I am full on about the, there are some foods that should not be messed with. <laughs> and brats are one of them. Like, I don't care if you mess with the bun. Like, you want to do it in a pretzel bun. You want to wrap the brat in a pretzel. I've had that. That's pretty amazing. Um, You want to, you know, you want to put, like, instead of kraut, putting down grilled onions. I mean, I'm I'm down with, like, like that kind of thing. But don't don't mess with the rest. It's it's not a bratwurst anymore. You stick candy corn inside of it, that is not a bratwurst. Now it is an abomination of the world. Uh, it's definitely a no for me, dog. Hit the button. Yeah, I think that's the first time in a long time that you were very adamant in saying day. <laughs> I think I found something that you totally don't like. And um, no. you pretty much went total day on that one right away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No. That's a big thought. No. <laughs> What is it for you? <laughs> Tell me it's a yes for you. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that, that's, that's no. So, um, <laughs> not a, you know, when we Was start the mixing candy, candy no, here's the thing. A lot of people uh, like candy corn. I love candy corn. Um, but not in a broth. <laughs> when we start mixing candy into regular food, no. Sorry. So, nope, not going to do it. Um, <laughs> well, now I know where you stand. <laughs> um, one of the other things for yay or nay is that there is interest in making a Gilligan's Island reboot, but this time where the castaways eat each other. James Gunn. The director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 and the Suicide Squad wants to make a Gilligan's Island movie, but with a dark twist. In his version, the castaways get desperate and hungry and start killing and eating each other. He says a true story. In the late 90s, screenwriting, uh, screenwriter Charles Kaufman pitched a movie version of Gilligan's Island where the islanders, starving and desperate, started killing and eating each other. Warner Brothers wanted to do it, but Sherwood Schwartz, the creator, said no way. Uh, the idea originally came from screenwriter Charlie Kaufman, but uh, it's no. Uh, Sherwood Shorts, who 
<laughs> I do believe he's still with us. I, I don't know if he is. I don't, I don't know if he's before that, but <laughs> do, call it something else. Why do you have to use an old TV show to do something more dark and twisted? You know, the only way that that ever kind of worked in a way, and even then I still was doubtful, was Riverdale when they tried to redo Archie with a dark twist. Why do we have to do stuff with a dark twist? I think they're about to do something like that with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot. I was like, well, why do we have to do a dark twist to it? It was a comedy. That's what we want to remember it as. I'm going nay on that. <laughs> okay, we found your passion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm also in the nay category. It's called Alive. There was a movie of a, you know, the Peruvian <laughs> soccer team or whatever the hell it was that ate each other. Like, I don't, I don't get why we have to have a twist. It is what it is. Like, right. life isn't always about a twist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? By the way, some uh, late-breaking sports news. The Chicago Sky uh, beat the Phoenix Mercury tonight 86-50 to to take a 2-1 series lead. They are one game away from their first WNBA finals. That 36 points is the largest uh, margin of victory in WNBA finals history. So one win away. So the Sky will finally, after uh, I do believe 20 seasons, are hovering close to their first finals. So, yeah, exciting. Uh, final uh, story or yay or nay item here tonight. I am not a coffee drinker. Uh, i always arguing over how to make the perfect cup of java. Drip, hand ground, freshly ground, pour overs, grounds kept in the cupboard or fridge, sweetened or unsweetened, even with or without mayonnaise. Hellman put out a tweet that simply said mayo in your coffee. The mayo company went viral recently after suggesting people try putting the condiment in their coffee. No, it wasn't a typo. Mayo in your coffee. It's called having a sophisticated palate, Hellman said in a now viral tweet. The suggestion created immediate reaction, but not the kind that Hellman's was expecting. Uh, some people... Um, said, sorry, Hellman, social media person, you've gone too far. While most of the internet seem to be against putting mayo in their coffee, some claim it is a part of their morning ritual. According to Bro Bible, University of Kentucky quarterback Will Levis went viral recently after claiming he likes to put mayonnaise in his coffee. We always think that debates like this are why the internet was invented. So yay a day, mayonnaise in your coffee. You're the coffee drinker, I'm not. Uh, have you right. tried it? Have you heard about it? No. Would it interest Yes. No. <laughs> that was probably the best interaction that we've had so far. Have you heard it? Yes. Have you tried it? No. No. <laughs> that I really think that this guy that says that he has mayonnaise in his coffee is a liar. He's a dirty, filthy liar. 
got onto the viral bandwagon like no i've tried it yeah it's like yeah whatever show me show me you drinking it right now like i need to see you put that in your mouth that's gross i like mayonnaise and i like hellman's and i like and i like i love coffee coffee is my morning drink however just because i like stuff doesn't mean i'm putting them together no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm like I said I have to uh, excuse myself from the conversation because I'm not a coffee drinker I drink hot chocolate I'm not a coffee drinker so I I would not know exactly what that would do if it would make any difference if it even would interest me I would not know it sounds gross Um, it sounds gross yeah that's it. It's it's I'm not I'm not saying that it's something I'm not interested in it. I'm not gonna ever even pretend that I am. But I, I just I don't know like it's mayonnaise. Like I've had well, I've had just mayonnaise before. I'll tell you I what can, we do. I know I can't I can't put those two I can't put those two two flavors together in my brain. So here's what we should do, or we should challenge somebody, and hopefully they'll do it. They're going to have mayonnaise in their coffee while having a candy corn beer bratwurst. If you make it through that, <laughs> you have the palate of <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a- you got to hold it down for five minutes after you <laughs> eat it. Yeah, you can't throw it back up. It's not that doesn't count. No, doesn't count. <laughs> well, with that, ma'am, um, I will say that the old clock on the wall says that we are pretty much uh, running out of time. Did you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, the only thing that I'm uh, there's not really a shout-out. I did this last week, but as a reminder. Um, my friend Michael is doing a charity stream. It's a 24-hour stream, or at least he's planning on it, starting at 6 p.m. Um, GMT, which would be, oh, what would it be? It would be like. It would be 32 degrees. Mm, I'm trying to do the doing it backwards. So it would be noon central, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, starting tomorrow morning, <laughs> afternoon, evening. Um for uh, it's a charity stream. If you go, there is a charity that is associated with it. It's the Sheffield Children's Hospital, um, and he's got a donation page, and they do it through Tiltify. So if you find it, if you go on to Tiltify, you can find it there as well. Um, but he will be streaming games. I will be there as well um, during the day and in the evening. Um, there's going to be a bunch of different games he's got planned. So if you're into video games, they're ranging from shoot-em-ups to racing to good old-fashioned just teamwork shenanigans. Like I said, I'll be there, so I'll be on stream. Um, But it's a good cause, so come out if you can and join us. Watching is as as helpful as donating. Say quit, quit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get that in there. You guys will be on there, right? Uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. 
Yeah, so there play it, play it. That's what it'll be. <laughs> also on Discord. So yes, so folks, uh, one o'clock Eastern time, twelve o'clock Central, ten o'clock out on the West. Make sure that if you are available, to definitely go online. You get to have some fun, and you get to do some games. You get to meet some new people, some interesting people. Go out and do it. What else you got to do this weekend? It's, it's cold, rainy. Hang out outside and do some gaming. <laughs> uh, no shout-outs here. Uh, I'm kind of surprised the voice held up as long as it did. Um, it was a continuing process, but by all means and by all accounts, the plan is to be with you uh, here next Friday night, same time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. Uh, we thank you, as always, so much for listening into the show. And you can catch us not only here, uh, you can catch us on our respective Twitter pages, uh, on our webpage. Uh, but tell a friend, and um, thanks for spreading the word. Thanks for listening. And I guess with that, we should close up shop, and I will say we will see you next week back here again on page one. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.